Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, 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 hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, psychiatrist in South Florida, host of the Brain Love podcast. Thank you for joining me again for another episode. A new episode posts every Sunday night at 8 p.m. And tonight's episode, as it is Father's Day, happy Father's Day to all of the fathers. Tonight's episode is Black Men and Mask. So I'm just covering sort of different topics as it relates to black men in America, as well as um, what's been happening in the communities with black men wearing masks. And the reason why I chose this topic is because black men are already targets by the uh, justice system or by law enforcement in um, our communities, but also in other communities. For some reason, black men are targeted. And I was sort of concerned when this new rule um, was approved for or that required that mask be worn because I think oftentimes it just takes a small excuse to excuse one's behavior of approaching or engaging a black man um, just so that someone can uh, treat them in a manner that is unfair and unjust. And so um, I had a concern that black masks were going to heighten the hysteria as well as the adverse fantasies about, about black men in our communities. Let's, um, let's take the couch. James Baldwin wrote in a 1962 essay, quote, the white man's unadmitted and apparently to him, Unspeakable private fears and longings are projected onto the Negro, close quote. Electing a black man as POTUS wasn't sufficient to assuage the hate and or the fear against black men in America. Our president of the United States, Barack Obama, was called the primate in chief. He was criticized on a daily basis and hated every second he was our president. Oh, but God held him in her bosom. She protected him. We never saw him waver or sweat under pressure. And so for a lot of us, you know, that's what we do. We, we become accustomed to being black in America. We get used to the microaggressions and the macroaggressions, and we try to avoid them as much as possible. But at times it's unavoidable, especially when these certain thoughts and emotions are leading to the deaths of our black men. So check it. There is a video of Ahmaud Arbery, who was 25 years old, a black male who was unarmed and shot to death by two white armed men while jogging in Georgia. There's also the video of the white woman walking her dog in Central Park in New York. She got into a dispute with a black man who asked her to leash her, her pet. The man did record this woman vowing to call the police and say, quote, I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life, close quote. Anytime someone uses that as, I guess, um, a mode of self-defense or to pre protect themselves or to scare a person off, that really says a lot about how they believe our justice system is going to react or operate. 
And then, of course, we all know the story of the unfortunate story of George Floyd, who was murdered by a white police officer um, as people watched for eight minutes and 46 seconds while this officer used his knee on the neck of George Floyd while George Floyd gasped, I can't breathe. George Floyd did die there on the scene, I'm convinced. He died on the scene. So these images of black men and how they're treated in America um, is why I wanted to talk on Father's Day about black men in masks and how we see black men in our country. We know that overall black people are targeted more by the police and treated unfairly by the justice system. But it seems that black men are probably being murdered more and killed more than what we see um, occurring with black women in America. Black men experience significant challenges more than white men. Black men have higher levels of worry and are um, actually harsher in their judgment of black men in terms of how they could be faring in life, that is, as far as education goes, our crime rates, our drug and alcohol abuse, being good fathers, those sorts of things. So basically, black men and black women, when they took a look at studies of black women, we hold ourselves accountable um, and want us to succeed and be better at what we're doing or how we're managing life. We see that black men have faced traumatic experiences in their lives more than, than white men. There was a study conducted in 2011 as well as in 2006, but in 2011 there was a study the Race and Recession Survey is a survey of black men and white men, and um, there's a comparison of uh, certain issues in our society. Black men, according to the survey, reported double the uh, amount of times that a white man reported, but um, more black men than white men reported having a close friend or relative who was murdered so 61% of black men reported that in comparison to 29% of white men. 31% of black men reported being wrongfully arrested in comparison to 16% of white men. And black men reported being the victim of a violent crime 25% more than white men. White men reported being the victim of a violent crime 18%. 18% of white men, excuse me, reported being the victim of a violent crime, whereas 25% of black men reported being the victim of a violent crime. So today's episode, Black Men in Mask, um, as I watched the news and listened to stories, it seems the things that I was afraid of, of happening in all of our communities, black men in masks have intensified the previously existed fears that whites have for black men. A black man in a mask has made more people uncomfortable, but also created another point of contention between whites and blacks. I hear stories often of a black man pulling his mask down to take a breath or breathe or um, maybe in the process of putting on the mask and someone white, a white woman or white male, rudely yells at the black man in a derogatory manner. Um, law enforcement has used the mask criteria or rule as another excuse to stop a black male and speak to them in a derogatory derogatory or unprofessional manner. The, the COVID mask has now become the excuse to initiate or engage a black person for, well, really being black. Because I don't see 
these situations occurring with the majority. When I'm out and about, I don't see someone yelling at a white person when they're not adhering or complying with the rules. So the communication seems to be different for whites than it is for blacks, which I'm sure is not surprising to a lot of you. Although I asked people to call in who had experiences, derogatory or adverse experiences wearing the mask as a black male, for this podcast, I decided to play the phone calls from people who haven't had an issue, the black men who haven't had an issue in wearing masks. Um, the first caller actually mentioned how it was eerie out in the community because he expected to have issues. So this may be saying something good about what's happening in the community, um, especially considering the unrest we've seen in the country throughout the last few weeks. Um, maybe people are really starting to respond and engage black men in the communities differently, engage them in a more positive, um, from a more positive viewpoint. Also, a lady called in to talk about how it's scary um, seeing people in masks because for her, masks are a reminder of uh, criminology or um, people who are committing crimes. So it was interesting to hear all of the perspectives, perspectives and the viewpoints. But of course, for the sake of time, I couldn't include them all. And because I did want this to be more of a... Um, not to leave a, a negative impression, I wanted some positivity. I will play the calls from people who have had positive experiences being black men wearing their mask. Let's take a listen. Okay. Hi, Brain Love. Hi, Dr. Delvina. Hi, how are you? Good. I, um, I'm calling about your question about uh, black men wearing a mask. Um, my experience isn't exactly uh, what you were talking about, but um, I think maybe the first time I went out after weeks of being in the house, I went to the 7-Eleven in my area to get a couple of uh, things. And uh, when I left out of the store, there's only a couple people in there, uh, I had this feeling like, wow, it's acceptable for me to walk in this, this store among some people with a mask on, and they take my money, I take my goods, and I leave. And it was just the eeriest thing um, that I could walk in a place, and it's acceptable that I'm wearing a mask. Wow, I totally appreciate that viewpoint. You're right about that. Because any other time, that's the that's on the contrary, right? You were able to walk into the store with a mask on and everything was A-OK. I'm glad you called. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's almost like being able to walk in the same store but naked. And everybody, it, you know, it's like ain't nobody caring that I'm butt naked, you know. I'm just buying my things, and I just walk out, and, you know, it's just eerie. Yeah. And by the way, I'm Daryl Watkins, uh, one of your biggest fans, and I'm glad that uh, you're, you're a friend of mine. 
you know. Oh, thank you, Mr. Watkins. I, yeah, you asked for some sweet potato pie. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, anything, any, you know, anywhere I can work the deal or something, you know. Uh, I, I will try, but let me take this next call, okay? Thank you for calling me. We'll talk again. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Hi, Brain Love. Hi. I saw your post about the math and reaction. Oh, hold on one second. Let me hold on one second. Hi, please hold. Hi, please hold. I'll be right with you. Hello? Hey, Dr. Delvina, how you doing? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Doing awesome, doing awesome. This is Felix Bernard. I'm calling out of Kansas City. I uh, just saw your, your message about calling in about wearing the mask. Yes, talk to me. What's going on with that mask? Are you a black male? I am a black male. I sound white. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not going to say that. I don't know what you sound like. You. <laughs> I don't know. What's cool, black or sounding white? Oh, sucks. I am a black male. Um, and I, I haven't had any issues with wearing the mask myself, but... Um, you know, and um, and really, I, the people that I, I that I've been exposed that I'm around, I haven't heard them say anything about being challenged about wearing the mask, though. But I definitely can see the stigmatism that we have as as African American males with wearing a mask. You know, it's just it's just ridiculous. Awesome! Thank you for calling. I got someone else on hold. Have a good night. Uh, all right, bye. Hi, thank you for calling. You're holding about the mask. Yes. I I just wanted to say that I feel that um, it's like walking among monsters. I don't do recognize anybody because of the mask. And it's like being in a, a twilight zone or a strange, every place is a strange place. I, uh, I am a senior citizen. I just go out to Walmart when I need to get approved items to carry me three to three weeks to eat. And I don't, there's nobody to recognize. Nobody is recognizable. And it's like being in a strange place. There's nothing recognizable anymore. Wow. And uh, and that's because of the mask that you see people wearing. They really look like monsters. And now when they, uh, with the mask, uh, one thing I marvel at American ingenuity, because even though masks were everywhere, it wasn't until Americans had to wear masks that they started decorating and making things out of their masks. So now people are using their masks to express themselves. And you have some people deliberately try to be monsters with breaking and put all kind of crazy teeth and stuff on their masks to make them look like monsters. And then you have the ones who have the mask that just have the eyes open that they look like uh, and it's being, being conditioned already to fear because I remember before they always had signs when you come in the bank you had to have remove your hat or anything you couldn't have anything on your face so now to have this this change is, is uh, it, so I'm saying my mind and I'm sure we all are conditioned to see people like that as criminals and uh. You know, you make a very good point about that, that usually mass means criminal. 
you're saying things that are um, probably a lot of people are thinking about, and that's that folks walking around in masks, and especially if they're decorated in a way that um, is scary or menacing, that that can be concerning. Um, you know, I'll say this. The military has uh, created uh, rules and regulations about what type of mask to wear. Um, so I don't know if you know, but I'm in the Army Reserves, and we're not allowed to wear those types of things, and probably for the reasons that you're describing. Just, I live in the city of North Miami, and I just saw a post on Facebook. Somebody donated masks to the police department, and on the mask they had is black, and they have an emblem of the police department on the mask, and that's supposed to be a good thing. Um, the point is you can't recognize anybody. The police was supposed to be to protect and serve. I'm not critiquing. I'm just sharing my feelings. No, I love your perspective. It's a great perspective. I'm so glad that you called in. And I think people will, and once they hear this, they, they too will call in and share what their thoughts are on this. So thank you for calling. I do have to take the next caller. Um, but I hope that we can talk again. Thank you so much, and I enjoy you. God bless you. Blessings to you, ma'am. Okay, good night. Sorry about that. I had another call. How are you? No problem. I'm good. How are you? Thank you for doing the, the great work that you're doing, reaching out to the community and keeping them plugged in during this pandemic. Oh, no worries. No worries. Appreciate it. Are you calling about the mask and black men? Uh, yeah, it was um, basically, um, you know, is the apprehension, especially being outside in the streets. And wondering whether, you know, you're going to be profiled into thinking that, you know, with people thinking, well, you're doing something. It seems like since everyone is wearing a mask, it's not, it's like we're all in the same boat, kind of, but it's still, you still find it where people seem to be just a little taken back as you're either entering or exiting the area. So, yeah, it, it is, you know, it's something that's very real. Okay, well, I appreciate you calling. And what city are you calling from? New York City. Okay, awesome. And so, oh, wow, I know that you guys, it's, it's pretty, pretty bad up there. So my prayers to everyone in New York. Uh, what part of New York are you in? Did you say the city? I'm in Queens, New York, yes. Okay, well, I appreciate you calling in, sir. Thank you so much, and you stay safe. And do the same. Keep up the good work. Thank you, thank you. All right, bye-bye. And no story would be complete without including the viewpoints of other people. A man called in from Seattle, Washington, who is Hawaiian and wanted to share his experience. And again, it was a positive experience, so I wanted to include his account in the podcast today because, again, we see so much that's happening that's negative. I wanted this, although I presented to you some negative statistics or things that really may have hit home for some of you and mentioned the murders of um, of two black men and um, an unfortunate situation in New York for a black gentleman who um, the woman threatened to call the police. I wanted to include positive accounts from the callers and not include the negativity. So um, it's a way to showcase both things, to talk about the things that have to improve, but then to also couple that with 
the things that are working well, the things that are positive, the things that are good, the experiences that people are having, black men are noticing that is not consistent with the unfortunate events that we've seen all over the country. So listen as this guy from Seattle talks about his experience as a Hawaiian male wearing a mask in Seattle. Pretty, pretty interesting. Yep, I did. No, I was just uh, calling to answer your uh, the post that you had put on Instagram about you know wearing your mask around if you're a black man. But because I'm not, I'm Hawaiian. I still just wanted to reply to it. You, you said you're Hawaiian or white? I'm Hawaiian. Wow, where are you calling from, Hawaii? Oh no, Seattle. Okay, Seattle. Wow. Yeah, I was the one who actually asked you about. So how did somebody get a hold of you? And you were like, and then you gave me a three number, three something. Yes, three zero five, the office number. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I didn't call it though. Once I saw this message, but yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, put it this way. I put it this way. Put it this way. I have. I replied to your message. Uh, you was like sitting on a car, and I was like, "Oh, how does somebody get a hold of you?" You know. Oh, I see. Where you were sitting on the car. Yes. Oh, no, no. Not like that. Not trying to get at. No, no, no. I, I, I didn't say that at all. That was an automatic oh, okay. assumption on your part. No, I was just saying. Oh, okay. I see you. You. I thought you mentioned, um, or asked how to get in touch with me under a different post. But that's fine. What do you want to say about black men and mask? Oh no, no. So I left you the message on it. So I was just thinking to myself. You know, you know my, uh, you know my village. It's definitely it's pretty much mostly black people in general. So I was thinking about what, how they look at it in general, and most of them who I talk to say, "Man, I don't feel no difference." So I think maybe certain people in certain areas in the in you know in the United States probably will have different answers. And you're in Seattle, so tell me, what do you think? Well, I mean, for me, it, I don't ever see it, right? You know, so I don't see it. I don't see it with my kids. You know, my three kids, they're, you know, they're young black men, so, and they're grown. You know, they're not babies. You know, they're 22, 24. And then my daughter, my daughter, too, she's 29. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think that, I mean, Seattle is, is, like, mixed. You know, there's a very mixed group of people out here. So I think people are a little bit more, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you have you you have you're always going to have the people who gonna hate though, right? There's always going to be, you know, and I hate to say, you know, white folks that's going to be racist because that's just never going to end. But I think all behavior though. You think what? I think all of that is a top behavior. They're taught that. Nobody's raised that. Nobody is. They they're raised that way. Okay. Would you agree with that? So what you're saying is you're not really seeing anyone in Seattle behaving that way towards black men wearing masks? No, not at all. I ain't never seen it. Okay. Well, thank you for calling to share your thoughts. I appreciate that, and especially considering you're on the other side of the country. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling back. All right. Good night. Bye-bye. Guys, thank you for joining me on the couch. Hopefully I was able to present a balancing perspective of what some may consider negative 
or negativity and also the positives, meaning the callers who shared that they haven't noticed anything um, unsettling or haven't noticed that black men have been targeted. We see, we've seen in certain situations that black men are experiencing some extra discriminatory type practices are being targeted, or maybe it just seems that way. Um, but I wanted to include the more positive perspectives so that way there was balance in this podcast. This is supposed to be all in all informative, but also helpful. And so I don't want to leave you with just negativity, right? Whenever you um, identify a problem, there should also be a solution. And then it also just helps to um, to talk about what's happening so that we can analyze and understand the behaviors and do better. We can't do this if there, if we don't have communication, if we're not talking and sharing information. As a psychiatrist, I'm trained to look beyond a behavior and ask the questions about what leads, what leads to or results in that particular behavior. What emotions and what thoughts manifest in a behavior that leads a trained professional, such as a police officer, to shoot and kill, strangle or choke, decide to handcuff a black teen, to harass and engage black men in a negative manner? What fears do white men have? What inferior notions are they projecting their own aggressions onto our black men? Black men and women tiptoe on their jobs, attempting to restrain their passion about a topic so as not to seem angry or loud. We have learned to strategize in white America out of fear of seeming black or fear of intimidating others. Some of us have opened our own businesses, become entrepreneurs to escape the micro and macro aggressions that go unchecked and unnoticed by our white colleagues. We live in a different world as black men and women in America as we try to balance being our true selves and succeeding in America while being black, while not being black. It's a struggle at times, and for us it's created um, some contention amongst ourselves as well as created stress, and, um, you know, stress can lead to elevated blood pressure, or hypertension can cause things like diabetes or worsen these things, I was listening one day to a podcast about blacks and why we have higher rates of high blood pressure and diabetes and heart disease and strokes. And they mentioned diet and lack of exercise, but the thing they didn't mention was simply being black in America, the stressors of being, the everyday stressors of being a black person. And when you walk outside of your door, the things that you have to endure with engaging people who may not like you because of the way that you look or who may stereotype you because of how you look. Um, I've faced these challenges growing up and I still have the same challenges, but it is important to have a good support system, to have friends and colleagues that you can process these things with and also to understand your rights. Being informed is one of the most powerful things we can do to help ourselves. Knowing our rights, knowing the law, knowing what is allowed to occur in corporate America, and knowing how to, to manage those things. 
oftentimes we see things, but we don't see them as we know if we try to engage it or try to address it, that there may be a bad outcome for us, like losing a job or not getting promoted or being considered a non-team player. So anyway, a solution recommend in your workplace cultural sensitivity Try to work for a place or a corporation or an agency that includes these types of things in the yearly refresher trainings that you may that you may have. Cultural sensitivity is important. And I would also recommend to my friends of the majority, my white friends, that they encourage their children or require their children to take a black history class. We never hear about that, right? Because a cultural sensitivity lecture or um or um a person who's presenting information on being sensitive towards another's culture, they're not going to give you or have the time to give you all the pertinence, all the reasons why that class is necessary. So I really think that all Americans should take a black history class because American history in school only teaches you so much about, about the black timeline. There's 400 years that you have to try to learn during American history, which American history, of, co- of course, is everything that happened in America, not just the black experience. So the same way we read the diary of Anne Frank and also learned about the war, WW1 and 2, and uh, the annihilation of, of Jewish people, people should be required to learn black history. And you should also want to learn our history America was basically built on the backs of blacks. Don't forget it. Don't ever forget it. Thank you for joining me on the couch and listening to my perspectives and viewpoints. I appreciate you having an open brain and open mind. And I'll see you and hear you and you'll hear me next week on a new episode of the Brain Love Podcast. Brain love, y'all. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need It's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs. Know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations. Limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes. Learn from them and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love.